This is the Wally Show podcast with Wally, Gavin, and me, Betty Rock. You can always find us at wayfm.com slash Wally or stream us live every weekday morning through the WayFM app. The Wally Show podcast is brought to you by Colorado Christian University Online, where Wally teaches and where you can earn a degree online just like Betty Rock. You can learn more at ccu.edu slash Wally. This podcast is also brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let their direct lender advantage save you time and money. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. So after I was in, briefly in, uh, the Irwin Brothers movie American Underdog, I was talking to the producer Andy Irwin about their next project. He was all excited about this film, The Jesus Revolution, which is about Pastor Greg Laurie, who is the founder of Harvest Church, and his story of going through the Jesus movement in the 60s and 70s. And I'll admit, full full disclosure, like I was skeptical. I was curious like why he and his brother were so passionate about telling this story. And so we had uh, Andy come in and just kind of share a little bit of why with us. And uh, Betty uh, was so excited too because she threw me under the bus with Andy the first chance she got. There was a, a magazine cover. It was Time Magazine. And on the cover... It was 1969, I believe. It was a black cover, and on it, it just had the white letters that said, Is God Dead? And then four years later, he found a Time Magazine cover that said, The Jesus Revolution. And he was like, what the heck happened between those two covers? Like, it had to be a seismic event. And so as he began to dig into that story and and learned, you know, Greg Laurie was this hippie kid in the middle of it. There was this pastor, Chuck Smith, that was the first to kind of let the hippies in the church that Kelsey Grammer plays in our film. He is fantastic, he's by so the way. good. Okay. He's so good. That brings up this. Like, he's a good get. How yeah. did you get Kelsey Grammer to do this? That's like a really big burn on him. No, no, no. I don't mean it that way. No. I mean, yeah. How did, did you go? take it that way? I, 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 I've, I've learned with Wally that, you know, just to let it bounce off. <laughs> no, no. Like, oh, okay, okay. I'm a little insulted, but no, no again. No, no, no. It's a I'm good pretty guy. too. He's an actually a good actor. So how did you, you actually got somebody good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That, well, hold on. I got a Kevin Sorbo yeah, question no, coming up. No. <laughs> Beat yourself. <clears throat> I'm uncomfortable in my work environment. So, uh, uh, so no, with, with with Kelsey, he was on his back porch and was like uh, out just kind of having this one of his kind of you know evenings on the back porch, and he said he. He's not a big praying kind of guy, but he just said he said a prayer that that night of like, I want to do something with my life that counts. Huh. Went into his office and his agent had put the script for Jesus Revolution on it. And he read it. And he's like, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm doing this movie. Really? And he did it. And after he saw the final product, he told me and John, he's like, this is my favorite thing I've ever been a part of. That's a big comment from Kelsey Grammer. And there's a reason I brought up Kevin Sorbo, though, because he's in a bunch of Christian movies. And that's great, but I brought him up because the Irwin brothers take a different approach to casting. And it's almost the ministry behind the ministry of the movie. You don't just hire the Kevin Sorbos, you know, like and make it a Christian <laughs> movie. Sorry, I'm sorry, but like, but you don't. Like, you you hire people that are going to be good actors yeah. or good for the movie, whether they're believers or not. Right. And I've always respected that. Sure. And people gravitate towards that because you, right. do you almost envision it like an outreach for you as yeah. part of what you're doing while making the movie? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big part of what we do. Like, you know, each person's kind of called to make their kind of films, and certain people, you know, want to make their films, and they like to have an all-Christian cast and all-Christian crew, and that's great. We actually are a little bit more rough and 
and outside the box that we feel very outwardly focused towards people outside the church walls. That's our mission field. Yeah. So we're not afraid to hire people that believe completely the opposite that we, we believe as long as they take the material seriously and they do their homework. In American Underdog, when we cast Anna Paquin to play Brenda. Because she's not a believer. You know, she's not. She, that was the first thing she said when we had a phone call. She's like, I'm not a person of faith at all. You know, it's just really foreign to me. But I'm fascinated with this story. Is that a problem with me playing a Christian? And I was like, no, Anna, not as long as you take this seriously and do your homework. So she comes on set the first week and is like, hey, I've, I've read every one of Brenda's books. I've watched every one of her Women of Faith speeches. Nice. And I understand it's more of a you know relationship than a religion. And this person's born again. How does somebody get born again? What is that like? Oh, wow. And so we had these like really deep spiritual conversations. That was her job for doing the movie. So why wouldn't I want to cast an Oscar winner in the role if it gives me a chance to talk to him about Jesus? There's also a really cool story from the Irwin Brothers movie, Jesus Revolution, and how like casting actors who don't know Christ actually turned into salvation for one of the actors who was completely lost and broken. And we'll do that in 10 minutes here on The Wally Show. Uh, but Jesus Revolution in theaters February 22nd. It's a great movie. You can take your non-faith uh, friends to it as well. And if you miss any part of this, you want to share it with uh, your friends or just anybody that you love and know, text the word REVOLUTION to 91979, and we'll send you a link to the whole interview. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. And recently I sat down with Andy Irwin. He's the guy that produced the films I Can Only Imagine, an American underdog. And we're talking about his new film, Jesus Revolution. And it's a movie that after seeing the trailer for it, like uh, my agnostic uh, best friend said, oh, that looks good. But when we had walked into the theater, he was like, oh, I'm not going to see that movie when he saw the poster. Uh, but uh, but the trailer was great. you know. And I've seen the movie, and I think it's awesome. Uh, and it's because it's a faith-based film about the Jesus movie from the 60s and 70s and how a pastor decided to love people that the rest of the church was kind of judging. And it started a revival. But what I love about the Irwin Brothers is that they want their movies to be a revival, not only for the people who go see them, but also for the cast. And that's why they don't just hire Christian actors for their movies. And their movie, Jesus Revolution, ended up being a revelation for one actor who they took a chance on. So this character is a Vietnam vet uh, that comes home from the war and is kind of homeless and a drug addict. And uh, in the midst of us casting the film, there was this social media story about this kid uh, named Sean Weiss. And if you remember back when you know we were younger, there was the Mighty Ducks movies, mm-hmm. right? The goalie played uh, in that movie was this kid, Goldberg. He was the heavy set. Goldberg. Kind of, Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loved Goldberg. <laughs> well, the kid that played him, Sean Weiss, after being a kid actor, bottomed out, got into drugs and got into meth and ended up being homeless on the streets of LA. After being on meth and almost dying, he had just tried to get into to recovery and had gotten sober and his story hit social media. Well, our boss at Lionsgate, who's not a Christian, saw the story and was like, isn't this kind of one of the people that you're telling about in the story? He's like, you ought to put him in the movie. And we like, that's a great idea. We flew him in. And when we got to that baptism scene on the beach of Pirate's Cove, Greg Laurie was there on set. And before we started doing the scene, Sean comes up to Greg and is like, can you walk me through how to pray this prayer for real? Because I want to make this decision Crazy. and I want you to baptize me for real. Crazy. Wow. And so we like, everybody cheered. And then he got baptized for real after making a decision for Christ. And it was just like this organic thing that happened that no nobody planned on, but it just was kind of imitated what the movie was about. And it's a, it's a pretty cool movie that's both rebellious and super, super overt in its content. And the storyline of Jesus Revolution is about a pastor in the 70s who started inviting hippies into the church who were looking for truth, but church people didn't want them there. And this movie ultimately is about loving people who are not like us, you know, and seeing them like Jesus sees them. And I think in our world today, the word inclusion is such a hot issue 
uh, that the message of inclusion with the gospel is powerful. You know, inclusion has become such a dirty word with right. Christianity. But I think when you look at that word in the context of what we do, it's evangelism. Right. Evangelism is an invitation. Come as you are. To be included. And to be yeah. included. Yeah. And so when we showed it to Lionsgate, the first thing they said, we thought they're going to get a lot of pushback that it literally has Jesus in the title. Yeah. <laughs> it's very overt as far as the content. But they watched it and they came up and had tears in their eyes like, this is so inclusive. It's an invitation to, to the rejects that the church didn't want. I'm like... Absolutely. They're like, we love this film. It's the kind of movies we want to make. Nice. So for them, it would like it let their guard go down. But for us, what we're trying to do is plant the seed of the idea of the gospel. Well, it's interesting that this was set in the 60s and 70s, but we as people haven't changed. You're still looking to belong and you're still looking for someone to yep. give a rip about you. Yep. And that's where the church hasn't always been known for doing that. And so like this kind of thing, I think, is, is healthy for people because they are looking for yep. meaning and they are looking to, uh, you know, belong. If you like kind of what you're hearing about this and you want to see the whole interview, just text the word REVOLUTION to 91979 and we'll send you a link. So you'll get all the goodness and anything that you've missed, uh, plus about a good 15-minute run of both Betty and Andy just making fun of me uh, nonstop. And so, again, text REVOLUTION to 91979. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, and I love talking about movies and why they work and why they don't work, especially Christian movies, and to hear the perspective of a guy who makes movies like Jesus Revolution, or that's their latest one, but American Underdog, I can only imagine, and the choices they make while trying to be real in that movie you know, and, and movies like I Can Only Imagine, I think, are interesting. And that's why we have Andy Irwin on uh, from the Irwin Brothers, who did all of these films, kind of discussing this. You know, with I Can Only Imagine, you know, a movie that you starred in. You know, I Can Only thank Imagine. You, thank you. Betty's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Typecast, yes, but you're in it. But anyway, you know, with I Imagine, when we got yeah. to the part where we earned that breakfast table scene with uh, Bart and his dad, you know, there was a large portion of the initial test audience that was worried that, you know, well, he should forgive his dad right away. Right. And I was like, well, that's not real life. I mean, he was abused as a kid. And right. then this is the first time that he has any real power. The first thing he's going to feel is angry. Right. So when he gets to that moment where he's like, God can forgive you, I can't, you know, and then he has to kind of work his way towards that. That's real life. And I think in real life, there's an opportunity for the message to shine in a way that's not expected. Well, I, I've always told people when they're writing Christian movies or they're asking my opinion about stuff, I'm like, write it like you want to write it. And then the part where you have the big pivotal moment about faith, go back through and take about the last paragraph off. Because <laughs> yep. like you've got the, you've got this great moment and the soliloquy is good. And then you have to heavy hand And then it. you're monologuing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just take that last paragraph out. You'll probably be okay. Yeah, exactly. But, but even But it happens in, in mainstream movie, yeah. movies too. You know, it just has to be rooted in story. It can't be because you're trying to check a box. Every movie preaches. Other ones just do it better than others. There's movies that, you know, don't really affect the way I think or my beliefs, but they, they do it in a way that really earns it. And so when it gets to that moment, it kind of hits you in a way that makes you consider somebody else's opinion. You know, as Christians, we can either rail against that or we can do it on our own. And by earning the right to be heard, planning the thought, but letting people begin to kind of wrestle with that for themselves and not feel like we got to seal the deal. We tell stories of redemption. We plant that seed and plant that idea. It's called emotional jamming. If I can jam a wedge between somebody's heart and their head and make them feel something, then it will stick and it will begin to reverse engineer it to their head and challenge their thinking. So everything's going great in this conversation, and we get to this point where Betty Rock did her best to submarine my chances of getting to be slash star in another one of Andy's films when he was telling me about this new project. 
my favorite book is this book called Fearless. It's about a Navy SEAL named Adam Brown. And so it's, it's going to be a, a bigger budget film that Jason Hall that wrote American Sniper is writing the script for. Oh, nice. So that, this one's going to be, it's exciting. So I've, I've been working it for five years to get this book. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Well, there you go. More good stuff to look forward to. You notice in that last one that he mentioned, he yeah. didn't say you could play anything. No, nothing. <laughs> didn't bring it up. Didn't even bring it up. Didn't bring up you could be a mechanic. Yeah, maybe yeah. a guy that holds something. Yeah. An American hero. You look yeah. like you could play yeah. the part of an American hero. No? Not even close. It would be like a tourist that gets somehow accidentally killed on the streets. It would be a good death. I'll take it. I'm pretty yeah. good at that. I yeah. could die yeah. like yeah. the best okay. of them. I die every day on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and working with Betty, I die a little. Oh, okay. <laughs> the sniper over here. The yeah, assa- that's the assassin. true. She is. The assassin. Thank you. I love how happy she is. Thank you. That was great. Okay, so if you want to see any of the interview about the movie Jesus Revolution, which is going to be in uh, theaters February 22nd, definitely worth uh, seeing and supporting. Uh, just text the word revolution to 91979 and we'll send you a link because there's some really good stuff in there and there's a it's a long form uh you know uh interview or conversation that we had and again like if you heard that little bit of both Andy and Betty going at me there's another good 15 minutes of those two yucking it up so if you want to check it out revolution to 91979 in my family, we kind of have a motto, and it's finish strong. And I wanted to instill the idea in my daughter from a young age that it's easy to start something, but it's harder to see it through to the end. But when you do, it feels so good. I started and finished two degrees at Colorado Christian University, and I'm so glad I did. So why not start your degree in 2023 so you can do more in 2024? Some of CCU's degrees can be completed in a little over a year. Like in the healthcare industry, you can finish your RN to BSN online nursing program with nine courses in in as little as 14 months without changing your work schedule. Plus, if you started somewhere else and have not finished yet, make this your year to get it done. CCU has a generous policy for transferring credits from other colleges. In fact, you can even get a scholarship for transferring credits. So don't put it off another day, because when 2024 rolls around, you could be finishing up a degree or wishing you had started in 2023. Colorado Christian University is a nonprofit impact partner committed to cultivating the mind without compromising the heart. Uplifting Way FM. Here's what's going on today. If you've got a teen or a Wally at home, <laughs> you probably know how hard it is to separate them from their phones. But experts are actually saying parents should allow more time on phones, but not for texting or scrolling on social media, but to have meaningful phone conversations. Studies show, and I think we know this very well, that loneliness is a big problem for teenagers, with many showing signs of anxiety or depression. But having an actual live phone conversation with a friend or a close relative can combat this. So when two people communicate with their voices instead of through text, we build safer, more trusting relationships, and things are less likely to be misunderstood like they would in a texting conversation. Yeah, because you have audio cues, audible cues that you right. can pick up on, and in context, and things get always misconstrued exactly. in, in writing. And so and kids just don't know how to use this stuff, man. That's true, because texting is a lot more easier to get yeah. in touch with someone, but it's just the quality isn't good. So if you have a teen, or maybe you are a teen, and you found yourself getting anxious about making a phone call or answering a phone call. <laughs> I have my daughter. Oh, I know. Yeah, she yeah. had a friend of hers call her, and, and she's like, why is he calling me? Why would he call me? I'm like, pick it up. Why would he call me? Why would he not just text? <laughs> pick it up. He's calling. What do I say? Oh, my gosh. You know, I was losing my right. mind. So in that case, 
Here are three tips on how to change the habit of calling someone instead of texting them. So you want to call them instead of text them. This is how to make it happen. First step, decide on if you prefer a voice or a video call. Sometimes you may feel more connected by seeing the person's expressions, mm. may f- make you feel less lonely, or maybe you would just prefer a voice call. Either way, just decide what you would prefer. Second, decide on if it, uh, on if it will be planned or a surprise. Never do a FaceTime call surprise. Like, always call first, then say, hey, you want to FaceTime? Is that your rule? I think that should be everybody's rule. Absolutely. Well, if you decide to call someone out of the blue and surprise them, and they don't answer, take note, don't take this personal. Mm. They may be in a place where they can't answer the (laughs) phone. So to avoid this, if you find yourself being offended quickly. Sure, that's me. (laughs) To avoid this, you can always text the person beforehand asking, hey, when can you talk? I will do that because I don't like the not knowing and it drives me crazy. (laughs) And kudos to both Gavin and Betty, uh, who yesterday picked up the phone call on Valentine's Day because I was working late (laughs) and I needed information from both of them. And and, and Betty picked right up like, thank you, because everybody, they, they have boundaries that I don't necessarily have. And Gavin on Valentine's Day, and I'm like, I'm so sorry I'm calling you, but I need this information. And my wife's like, what are you doing? Why are you calling him on Valentine's Day? I'm like, I'm working. I need this information. That's where we need to probably set a boundary no, with you him, guys, Gavin, I and was, be like, you can call us uh-uh. anytime before 5 p.m. I was so after proud that, of both you're done. of you. Because then if we create that boundary, you'll like know... It. Oh, I need to work no. at a regular hour I couldn't. instead of yeah, I had really late things. hour. Yeah, so I was very proud of both of you. Finally, <laughs> decide on what to talk about. Jot down a couple of ideas on things you wouldn't mind talking about. And keep in mind, you can always start with short conversations and build your way up till you're more comfortable with those long phone conversations. Well, there you go. How to, yeah, It's so funny, man. As an adult, you're thinking, I've got to teach my kid how to talk on the phone now. Uh, but you do. I mean, honestly, it's like not a skill set that they have because their lives are a little bit right. different. So maybe that'll help you out today. And even and more importantly, if it's something that helps your kid out, you know, in this world and gets better at communicating and yes. is healthier, then that's way, way, way worth it. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. And yes, the Super Bowl is over, but the goodness of that night is continuing for one player from the Chiefs. Uh, he's an offensive lineman, Nick Allegretti. Am I saying that right, Zach? Or uh, Gavin? <laughs> yes. I used to always go to Zach for news for sports stuff. <laughs> yes, you are absolutely correct. Okay, thank you. Gavin's our sports guy on the show because I'm not really great at it. Uh, but <laughs> apparently his wife gave birth to the couple's twins uh, the morning of the Super Bowl. And so he still was at the game and he was playing the biggest game of his life while she was having the biggest moment of her life. I see you cringing, Rock. Well, because she didn't have a choice on whether or not she wanted to be there. Like, right. she has to be there. That was her Super Bowl, and she nailed it. <laughs> they both did their job? Well, yes. Uh, Perfectly. I yeah. don't know. I mean, if he has her blessing, yeah, that's the key. it's okay. But I, if he didn't, I, I have know. a feeling he probably did yeah. because, it's I mean, it's a big moment. Now, it begs the question of would she 
be upset more with him if they had lost. Like, it wouldn't feel worth it. Ooh, like, you should have been maybe. here. You lost anyway, but where they won. Right. He said, uh, yeah, it's been uh, the best day of my life. Uh, 3.30 uh, to 4 a.m., I became a dad, a father of two unbelievable girls, and now I have a ring for both of them. Because I guess they has two Super Bowl huh. rings. That's cute. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. But it does beg the question of, like, he missed it. Missed a big moment. While having a big moment, ooh, tough call. <laughs> There's some balance. That's a tough call yeah. on whether or not to go to the Super Bowl or be there for the birth of your children. You've spent your whole life working towards this as a guy, and your, your identity's yeah. wrapped up in it and stuff. Not you your have, children? No. no you <laughs> Could can have she more not have waited like one more day? Exactly. <laughs> they might not ever get back to a Super Bowl again in yeah. his career. He can have another kid. Exactly. Wow. So I understand like where he's coming from. But I think, Rock, you tapped into it. The blessing. A yeah. lot of football wives understand that just comes with the territory. They know their husbands are going to be gone every weekend during mm-hmm. the season. Uh, military wives yeah. know my husband's deployed and he's doing his job and I'd love for him to be here, but he just he won't. You signed up for it, right. so you know what you're getting into. Yeah, so I am curious, though. What are the reasons maybe that your husband missed the birth of uh, your child that maybe aren't being deployed or being a professional uh, NFL player. Like, right. what are other reasons that they missed it? I would be fascinated to hear if anyone missed them. Now, are these missing, like, are these excuses that were okayed by the wife or are these excuses that were not okayed by the wife? Oh, no. Uh, not okayed is even better. Oh, okay. <laughs> either way. I'll take it either way. Okay. But one is going to be funnier than the other. <laughs> At least now. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. That's 855 Way FM. So maybe it's something that you want to get off your chest because it always has bothered you. Or you're like, no, it's totally acceptable. I understand why he missed it. That was a really big sales conference. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 855-33-WAY-FM. We'll take yours now. Were you ever in a situation where your husband missed the birth of your child and was it okay? My father, so my mom and dad have six kids. I'm the oldest of six children. And the very last one, my sister, who is 10 years younger than me, Um, My dad completely missed it. He was there for every birth, every baby, every natural experience. The very last one, the sixth child, all the experience he had, he flat passed out in the middle or at the beginning of the delivery. (laughs) His head went through the wall in the hospital room and he spent his moments in the ER while my mom was actually delivering my baby sister. <laughs> that is crazy. I just figured he's like, I've done this six times. I'm, I'm going to play golf. Let me right? know how it turns out. Like, yeah. I can't believe he passed out during this. Why would he pass out on the last one and not the rest of them? Your guess is good as mine. Um, I, I don't know that we ever actually came to that conclusion. If we did, I... I don't recall. It was more like, wow, dad's in the ER and his head went through the wall. I don't know what just happened. Someone showed him what the six kids actually cost him to raise. And he was like, that's it. I'm out. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Liz, has your husband ever missed the birth of any of your kids? He did. It was our fourth son. Um, He was actually at the end of his COVID quarantine. and He's actually active duty military. So of all the times he's been deployed and like flying, he was here. 
And he had just a couple of days left. His commander was like, you cannot be there whatsoever. So he was so bummed. He wasn't able to be there. My best friend took me. Um, it was a whirlwind. He was born in like an hour. So. Oh, it was only an hour. He didn't miss that much then, I guess. I just told him. I was like, it was really fast. He didn't miss much. But here he is. <laughs> Over FaceTime. <laughs> Are you ever going to tell that son uh, that your dad was there for all the other kids and not your birth? Oh, 100%. No. <laughs> I saw that going differently in my mind. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show with Mind Blown! Mind Blown! Mind Blown. Now this is where I'm going to help you out. If you've ever felt insignificant in conversations or in a room, you get to be the smartest person and the most interesting person in the room right now. Just file these little factoids away and then sometimes conversations come up and you're like, oh, I can do that. Like uh, like Gavin and I are maybe sitting here talking at this uh, party. I oh, know we're at work today actually. We're talking okay. around the water cooler as the kids used to say and Betty works here too. She's the cute girl from accounting and uh, <laughs> she... Uh, I'm not smart enough to make it to accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, let's so, be honest. Yeah, so she uh. Uh, happens to walk by and uh, here's Gavin and me kind of talking. Oh, all right, we're in the post Super Bowl world, but sure. I'm I'm still craving sports just twenty four seven. Yeah. Do you got any sports facts? Just anything, anything we can bond over as men. Yeah, I would I would love to do that with you right now. And so uh you know that whole tradition of dumping the Gatorade over the coach when yes. they win? You know that you're yes. familiar with that? Yeah, it's like always every year. Oh hey, cute girl from accounting. Are you familiar with that as well? Have you ever I seen don't that? Care. This is going to be tougher Gotta than I thought Reel today. her back in. Reel her yeah. back in. This is where if I was good looking and had asked that, it would have been a whole different story. Sure, I'm interested in whatever you're interested in. I love Gatorade. Uh, so uh, the Gatorade shower, it dates back to 1984, okay? Uh, when this first started, it was with the New York Giants nose tackle Jim uh, Burt dumped the cooler on Bill Parcell's head. And I, and why? And like, who does that? Like out of nowhere, he was he was an innovator. But at the time, like you think, oh, that could get me fi-, like in a lot of trouble with the sure. coach. Sure, because like now we see it as normal. But then, like, yeah. I'd be like, you just poured like sugary. Yeah. I'm gonna be sticky for the next two hours. Yeah, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Jim, you know, like <laughs> you're gonna run extra in practice this week. But now, like you said, it's become the uh, like the norm, and so the team continued to do this like for a couple years until 1986, and then it started becoming the the thing to do where everybody just okay they won dump the Gatorade yeah. on them and it became standard and they they'd happened to uh, the Chiefs coach but they didn't catch it on video they didn't no you just saw him like soaking wet yeah, walking exactly. away or either they got him with a Gatorade uh, shower or that guy needed a shower because he just <laughs> sweat like a pig uh, but Betty Rock since you're here. And we appreciate you showing up. Still here. I'm on my third lunch break. I'm just super yeah. hungry. So tell it. me something about food. And Betty Rock cannot focus unless she has been fed. No, and you're about to lose me. I know. I get that. Does this <laughs> does this help at all? Cheetos! There you Hand go. Them over. Okay. One of her favorite things in the world. Uh, did you know that Cheetos exist, Betty Rock? I got her now. Because of the U.S. military. Oh. What? Now, did, did you see her head just went up and to the okay, left? Tell, just tell me. She's thinking. Just tell Now me. she's integrated. Now she's like, I know this guy's hideous looking, but he is fascinating. <laughs> huh. I wonder if there's some potential here. This is no. if we work in a, I'm not me personally, but just a work scenario. Okay. Uh, so basically, uh, it, 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 they needed a way to ship and store cheese during World War II. So some scientists invented cheese powder and they could ship large quantities of cheese in this powder form and then regenerate it. And then our servicemen could have 
the cheese that they huh. needed. And so after the war, manufacturers like the Frito Company bought all this leftover cheese powder. Like, what do we do with this? And then they created the thing that we know and love as Cheetos. So who knew? Go. Yeah, who knew? And I'll give you this bag, too, just for <laughs> staying here this long and talking to me. Thank you. Helps my game around the office. So thank you. I'll never forget taking my first compassion trip, and we went to Ghana, Africa. When we got there to the site, there was this little girl. She was six years old. I later found out her name was Vivian, and she would not let go of my hand. She followed me everywhere I went on that site. And later, I got to uh, meet her family. I met her mother and her siblings, and they all lived in this little mud hut. I mean, it wasn't big at all. And when I looked at Vivian, she had the biggest smile on her face face and she was just happy to be there just happy to be with us and it made such an impact in my life that I wanted to sponsor her right then and there (laughs) because of my sponsorship for Vivian through compassion I'm able to write letters back and forth with her I'm now getting updated photos and now I think she's even taller than me which is crazy to think but I'm also able to see how my sponsorship is providing the food clean water and other support that she needs and her family needs to live the best life possible And I can only imagine now with the pandemic, war and weather disasters, there are so many other families like Vivian's who are dealing with hunger. So maybe you want to make an impact and sponsor your own Vivian. Just click the compassion banner when you go to wayfm.com. Uplifting WayFM. If you're not careful, you might just learn something today. Hi there. Is there a project you're working on? I know more than you. All right. It's the Wally Show. Debt can be crippling and can keep you from enjoying life, and there is almost no greater feeling than when you finally get debt-free. And I know there's a lot of talk about student loan forgiveness and how people have deferred payments over the years, but that debt isn't going away, you know, totally. You know, about one-third of adults 30 and younger actually still have student loan debt, and the average is about seventeen grand. Yeah, and and that can be a while to pay off. There was a lady, get this, she went to pharmacy school. She racked up $182,000 in debt. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, But she paid it off in three years. And you're like, well, I know. See, exactly. You're like, how do I do that? And it's not rocket science. Uh, Her interest alone on her debt was about $900 a month. Okay. So basically, she was paying two rents every month, you know. And, uh, you know, she did some things like right out of community college. Uh, she did some things right. She went to community college, so that saved her money. Mm-hmm. This was all her her post-grad stuff. Uh, but she did admit that part of it was her fault, too. She's like, I took out more loans than I needed because a lot of my friends' parents paid for their tuition or they had a scholarship. I wanted to go out and have fun and do things and have weekends and go to concerts and buy mm-hmm. nice purses. Mm-hmm. Boom! Right there. Personal responsibility and accountability. Step one to avoiding debt. If you're a broke college student... Be a broke college student. You know, (laughs) that's that's part of life. It's part of paying your dues. Right. Defer some of that gratification. And so that's tip one. Don't buy into the idea of immediate gratification. You know, keeping up with the Joneses and all of that. Defer that stuff till you're in a better place. You know, there's nothing wrong with having nice things, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to be going into debt to have them, you know, and because it sets you up for a, a, a difficult life. Tip two was she consolidated her loans and then refinanced the interest. 
uh, to save her like 500 bucks a month. Oof, so that's a big that deal. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, like she was paying nothing towards the principal. That $900 was all interest. And so at that imagine. point, you're never going to get out of debt. Yeah. You're going to be stuck in that debt cycle. Then you start having kids. You have debt. They bring on more stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can never fully get out and, and do great things with them because you're bound to your debt. Mm-hmm. And this is the uh, the third tip and the not fun part. Pay it off. Like, like <laughs> don't wait for someone else to bail you out. Don't wait. Yep. It's your debt. Yep. You racked it up. Commit to getting it paid off. Like, there were pictures in her thing of her buying, like, a Mini Cooper, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and she was like, that was dumb, mm-hmm. you know, so drive that older car another couple yep. of years. Commit to paying off your debt. She went to pay from paying $1,000 a month of her debt. She started paying 7000 She was making good money, but she got committed to it. And then she had the benefit, too, where she got married, and the two of them worked together mm. and so all of her paycheck went to paying off her debt and they chose to live off of the one salary so so it's doable it is totally doable and uh, you know living debt free is an amazing thing the one thing she did say that i thought was interesting uh you know because we look at like big debt and long-term stuff we see it as a marathon she's like retrain your brain look at it as a sprint the faster you can get it knocked out the better you can you know, start enjoy- the sooner you can start enjoying your life. So don't look at it as like, well, I've got a 10 year debt. I'm going to get paid off because you won't. Right. You know, so she's like, look at it as a sprint, knock it out, and then move on with your life. So maybe if you're kind of facing that debt stuff or you've got student loan hanging over your head, realizing that she paid off 182 grand in three years by just committing to it might help you out, might give you the inspiration you need today. The Bible says in 2 Deuteronomy of the book of Jericho that uh, the eye for the tooth and the tooth for the people and everybody who got the eye, you punch them in it. What? I can tell you don't read the Bible. Uplifting Way FM, this is the Wally Show. And one of the things that we do as part of the ministry of Way FM, besides playing good music, is the ability to get a free Bible. Anybody. doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what you do. You go online and uh, you can say, hey, I need a Bible. And I love people's reasoning for wanting Bibles. Sometimes they can't afford one. They've lost one. They want one they can understand. And it's great. And so from time to time, though, we like to show the importance of being in the Word by how much Betty Rock and I know uh, from our years uh, in the Word. And Gavin will give us a quiz, okay? So, Gavin, what do you got? Okay, so... The amount of books in the Bible oh, is... No, yes, no, 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 I know no I'm giving you this. Well, you know it. So 66. What, okay, so I'm focusing in on how many books are in the Old Testament. Edgummit. Because then you, you do have to do the math. You have to break it down. So the options are 39, 41... 43. Can you say the books in, of the of the Bible yes. in your head that fast? Well, I was just I trying just to go them. through like the New can Testament I say it out to loud? do math. I'll say it out loud. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st yeah. and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, wow. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, wow. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, okay. Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, quick. Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. 43. 40, yeah. For, what, were the, what, what, what was it? 40? 39, 41, and 43. Yeah, 43. You just did that. Yeah. The the answer, answer, I lost. I lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. The answer, I was trying to. No, both of, that's wrong. It's, ah! oh, <laughs> it's 39. She lost wrong. count, but you did great. Like, oh. honestly, like, that was impressive, Rock. Yeah. Nicely Thank done. You. All right. You. I, you know what? I'm going to give her that point. I think she deserves it because I couldn't have done that. No, me neither. All right, what's another question? All right, this is another numbers game. Oh, How many days was Lazarus dead before? Oh, Wally. Ah. Three. Yes. No. Oh. What? Five. No. Two? <laughs> Wait, 
wait, what was the question? <laughs> How many days was Lazarus dead before Jesus came to visit and raise him back? Three. Oh, no, 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 no. He waited an extra day, then he came. Four. It's four. Dad gummit! Yeah. Can't steal the same days as Jesus. You yeah. can't be in there just as long as him. Ah, okay. Well, oh, there that's you go. So quick. Well, we, we were all over the map on that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> That was tough. I think we just want to remember two things. One, Betty Rock actually can do the Old Testament books yeah. of the Bible. Nicely Pretty done. Mad you. props. You don't get that without spending some time in church or another word. And two, <laughs> you can get a free Bible if you need one or want one. All you have to do is text the word Bible to 91979 and we'll send you one. TMI. TMI, my friends. Also known as Today's Music Insider with Gavin. When it comes to reading the Bible with your kids, I'm sure that you don't hop into like the book of Numbers and take them through all the facts and the figures of the Old Testament. And Leviticus the- is a lot of fun for the kids, too. <laughs> all the rituals. <laughs> I'm sure that you try and find like a unique way to introduce the Bible to your kids. I grew up with those um, crazy like felt boards. and these- Planograms. Yeah. Like yes. My mom would walk us through that stuff. Well, we're eating our bowl of cereal for breakfast, and honestly, I think that's like the reason I have like a biblical understanding. Like that's the biblical foundation for me. And so I thought it was really interesting when I saw Torn Wells, who you know for his song "Famous for." He posted a video on his Instagram where his son. And just so you know, like, Torrin preaches at his church. Like, yeah, he's, he's great. He's a very biblical man. I think he does a probably does a great job of imparting the Bible into his kids. But I thought it was really cool when there was this video where his son was reading a Bible verse the way that he thinks the uh, Marvel superhero Wolverine would oh, say nice. it, and the Ninja Turtles. I think it's one of the cutest things I've heard. How does Wolverine say your Bible verse? Thank God. I'm <laughs> How did the Ninja Turtle say it? Dude, dude, all things are possible, dude. I think making the Bible like relatable or relevant to your kids in a, in a fun way like yes. that, he's learning it, you know. And and it's not. I don't think it's disrespecting the truth and the Word of God in that at all. I think mm. it's like putting it into terms that a kid can understand. That's why, I mean, that's why there's so many versions of the Bible, too. And some people respond differently to the message versus, yeah. you know, New Living Translation or whatever. It's not to say that the Bible itself is boring, yeah. but for a kid who's maybe four or five years old, there's a lot in the Bible that's not necessarily meant for a four or five-year-old to understand. So if he gets to voice it via yeah. Wolverine and the Ninja Turtles, then more power to him. Not going to be mad, not going to lie, if uh, there had been more dudes instead of these and thous <laughs> in the King James, I probably would have read it more as a kid. <laughs> Uplifting Way FM, this is the Wally Show. There is an innovative Italian restaurant in New Jersey, depending on how you look at it. They have started a new policy where they are banning bringing children under 10 years old to the restaurant. Listen, I've been in some places yeah. where kids have been, and I'm like, get your kid under control. Oh, I know. Like, And I get this. We have a lot of people with young kids and young families, so that's why there will probably be two very different opinions on this. But even when I had young kids, I didn't like to go to places where kids were out of control, you mm-hmm. know, because if my daughter ever started acting the fool, I picked her up and we left. And I mean, I've left food on the table before, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's just that's how I chose to do it. But like being older now without having kids in, 
it is frustrating. And so, like, I would go, I would definitely go to a place that's like, yeah, we don't let kids in here. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I love it. Well, because if you are an empty nester yeah. or maybe you're just single and just want to have a night out, you don't, the last thing you want to hear is a baby screaming, crying, and pitching a fit and the parents doing nothing to help. Think about the uh, benefits if you are a parent and you are having a date night. This is a place you want to go because yeah. oh, yeah. there are going to be any kids there. And, and and my heart does go out to parents because I sure. know it can be hard to wrestle down a kid Absolutely. when they're not cooperating. I get that. I do. But my heart goes out also to the people that have come childless and mm-hmm. they want to enjoy that night. So I am curious. So like Whenever we have an issue like this, you're like, okay, there's two sides of this story. Uh, we do five calls, calls it. Do you think that this should be allowed or not be allowed? Like, do you think that this is just sets a horrible precedent for taking kids out and stuff? And and we'll set aside the fact that as parents, we should always be in control of our kids. Right. And if we and if we can't get them under control, you should leave. So set that aside. But just having kids at a restaurant, it's a different vibe. And so maybe it's okay. You have 55 plus communities. My wife could move into one. I can't. <laughs> oh, boy. Throw oh. in the shade. <laughs> so, uh, That's bad. Yeah, but I mean, there are, we do have restrictions in this life and like you don't you're not guaranteed to have everything you want and so what do you think 855-33-WAY-FM we'll do five calls calls it do you think that banning children from restaurants 10 years and uh, younger is acceptable and that's a good thing or no that's a bad thing and why 855-33-WAY-FM we'll take your opinion now Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. Abby, thank you for joining us. There's a restaurant in New Jersey that is banning children 10 years and younger from being in the establishment. And so we're doing a little five calls, calls it. Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? I actually like the idea, and I say that as a mother of three kids under five. If they start acting a fool in a restaurant, then we're leaving. We don't do the iPads at the table. They know how to interact with waitresses and waiters and all that stuff. But sometimes you need time away from the chaos, and I think everybody deserves a nice meal. And if if they want to go to a restaurant that has that option, that's great. I love it. If you want to take your kids, go somewhere different. I love that you have kids and you have that perspective. I think you're on point. So there you go. We got you down. Thank you. Thank you. I'm waiting for the first person to call. Uh, for this, it has a screaming kid in the background. I'm just going to hang up on him. <laughs> All right, Lisa, you're up. What do you say? Good or bad idea to have a restaurant without kids in it? I think that for certain um, levels of restaurants, I think it's a great idea when you're going to go out and spend a lot of money for a nice, quiet evening or to have, you know, somebody's having a business conversation or something like that. I think it's great. I mean, I have two kids and I have been through the struggle of wrestling them and quieting them down. But there are a lot of parents, especially of toddlers, that are so used to tuning them out, they don't realize how crazy their kids have gotten. All right, Ariel, you're up. A good or a bad idea to restrict the restaurant from having kids in it, uh, you know, below the ages of 10? So I think it's pretty ridiculous. I feel like society puts so much pressure on parents and children to act right, so-called, and there are adults that are, like, they can't even keep their own emotions under control when they're out. Well, that is true. Those people, we should ban them, too. Honestly, (laughs) all outbursts. Let's just ban all outbursts and we'll be good. Young children (laughs) and adult children. And you know what? I have small children and we don't take screens out. And I feel like if your kid is upset or crying or something, yeah, it's, it's time to go. 
And we had all been talking, too, about, at one point, on flights, having just a kids section. Yes. So that yeah. when you get on a flight, like maybe even up there is a flight that's just for kids. And so they have a playground area, built-in seatbelts, of course. I love it. And a soundproof wall between the rest yes. of the plane. Kind of like a playland at McDonald's. Exactly. All right, Tiffany, you're up. Final call for five calls. Calls it. What do you think about this restaurant banning 10 years and younger kids from their establishment? I completely support it. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I have no problem with going to a restaurant without them. Yeah, because there are enough places to go with your kids, and it's not like you have to go to this place. So it's like if you don't agree with it, just don't go to that place. And the other part of this is if you're a parent that has kids and you're on a date night, this would be the best place for you to go. Exactly. A place where you can have peace and quiet. Well, there you go. Overwhelmingly today, uh, people in support of banning children from this restaurant, (laughs) which I'm I'm a little surprised, but thrilled about. Thanks. Have a good day. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. And recently, Betty Rock gave Gavin and myself a match your mate quiz for he and his wife Haley, me and my wife Marty. And Gavin did really well. Oh, yeah. And she was very proud of me when I informed her of my success. Yeah. It was just, it was a good day. That's really good. Yeah. I got to go home and have a conversation about it, (laughs) about why we didn't match and we are so in love and we've been together for 30 years. But the questions were harder. I think my wife even said that she goes, it was harder for us because like one question was about the favorite Valentine's Day gift. And we've had so many Valentine's Days. Mm. My wife even understood that. She's like, yeah, I couldn't. Gavin, are you hearing more excuses? No. I will say it's an excuse, but I feel like the details of my life and yeah. my relationship are on a much shorter timeline yeah. and easier to pick out. And then you've got Wally over there who's old and losing his mind and exactly. memory. Like, it makes it so much harder. And for I'm not him. even offended by that. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, my wife's answer, Betty Rock, about, like, the Valentine's Day gift was the... Um, the curio uh, piece of Mrs. Dumbo and uh, the baby and me letting my wife know that I was ready to have kids. Mm-hmm. That's what her answer was. That was her answer, right. She was wrong. That was a birthday present. <gasps> yes. Boom. Shake the room. Winning. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, so, it's too late now. Oh, I know. It didn't matter, but I won that conversation. <laughs> conversation. And that's all that matters. Uh, so if you missed any of it, here's a little bit of it. And Betty Rock took great pride in writing questions that would pers- like, like purposely be divisive (laughs) what's that one thing you do Mm. that gets on your husband's nerves oh that she does yep Oh man! Oh, nothing. nothing. What is that one thing? So since Gavin went first, I have to pick one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So since Gavin went first last time, you should go first this time, Wally. What is that one thing that Marty does that gets on your nerves? There's three things that come to mind: (laughs) a million questions, um, (laughs) indecisiveness. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the, the, the house, the temperature in the house, like always being freezing. Out of the three, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with indecisiveness. Like she can never decide on, well, anything. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go with indecisiveness. Okay, so, so Marty, uh, no. what did she say? I have no concept of all the piles of paper on the kitchen counters, oh. which granted some are definitely his, like no. his medicines and his little lists of reminder things to do. And little, She has a lot. <laughs> she stacks things. She's a stacker mm, in the house. But you never said stacking. You I did actually not. mentioned three other yeah. things. Yeah, apparently there's four. <laughs> that's, the, that's the dangerous part of this is when I mention something right. or we mention something right. that's just not something they're like, oh, that annoys you? Right. So then Gavin. Yes. She's done better at this, but she used to always say, I love you. 
but like she always used to say uh, I love you before she would level you level me okay. or would say something I would say tickling him oh. he really doesn't like to be tickled <laughs> he's like stop tickling me I'm gonna tickle <laughs> that's halfway true <laughs> wow I didn't think she'd say that do you really tickle when you get no, tickled I don't. if so I'm gonna start tickling Please you just don't. to see what happens oh my gosh <laughs> just don't yeah <laughs> I, I want to test it. Yeah, I love how like serious he got there for that moment. Just please don't, don't. Uh, he saw the tickle fingers come out. I yeah, think. Yeah, because when I'm in that situation, like I feel like my body is going to just. Uh, I'm not going to tingle. More? I don't yeah. tingle. Uh, sure you don't. All right. Clarify. So uh, if you if you miss any of that, yeah, it's part of our podcast. If you want to check it out, just text TWS. That stands for the Wally Show. The letters TWS to nine one nine seven nine. We'll send you a link to our podcast, and then you can check it out. That was the specific one from uh, Valentine's Day. If you want to hear the rest of it, TWS to nine one nine seven nine. And now for some good news. Uplifting Way FM, this year's Wally Show with a cavalcade of good news stories because the regular news is a bit of a bummer if you watch that. So hopefully this makes you feel a little bit better today. There is a TikTok video that is going viral, and it's a five-year-old girl uh, who asked her grandfather to go to the daddy-daughter uh, dance with her. So sweet. And you're like, oh, why didn't you ask her dad? Well, her dad passed away, so that's Aww. sad. But uh, and she says that he's not going, you know. And so uh, she asked her uh, grandfather, and obviously he made her wait. And let me think about it no, for a minute. No, not. So uh, he was thrilled to accept, and uh, their mom uh, posted some footage of it and stuff. But Aww. I remember daddy-daughter dances. They were so great. So I'm glad that her grandfather is stepping in, mm -hmm. and it'll be a great memory for her for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, good news, giddy up. Gavin, go. There was a couple. They broke the Guinness World Record for the longest underwater kiss. They, they kissed <laughs> underwater. I sound like a twelve-year-old kid. Oh, I think it, I think it's kind of gross too. Yeah, underwater. Slash, like why? Like just why? I don't yeah. know what your point is. But they kissed underwater for four minutes and six seconds. Congrats to them. Well, the thing about that is, is what's more amazing than that is they had to hold their breath for that long. Well, yeah, exactly. Because like, it's, it's not that they like. It's like. They aren't showing this like passion per right. se, but it's just, you like just you're holding someone's face against yeah. yours. But for four minutes, you're holding your breath. That's what's impressive about that. Oh yeah. Uh, good news, giddy up, Betty Rock. Go. Someone in Pennsylvania noticed a cat, and it had been shot by an arrow. What is wrong with you? We're doing good news, giddy up, Rock. Listen, I'm not happy about it either. The good news is, is the cat was still alive, and that person was able to get it to the vet immediately. Oh, that's good. They started a GoFundMe to cover the medical bills, and that raised over five thousand dollars nice. so nice. people are good which if you've taken your cat to have anything done at the vet you know how expensive it is can you imagine getting an arrow taken out of it it's going to eat all that five grand for sure um he will be available for adoption oh, later on good. he does need a few more more weeks to recover but he has a really cute name and his name is Cupid. Oh, that's Aww. adorable. Okay, that, is cute. that just came full circle, and now it's cute. I was sad for a minute, and Ugh. now I'm uplifted. Thank you. <laughs> it's precious. There you go. That's going to do it for your good news, giddy up. Betty Rock, does the name Lonnie Frisbee mean anything to you? Not really. Well, it didn't to me either until I saw the new Irwin Brothers film, Jesus Revolution. It's that one that's like faith-based, and it's not the usual like faith-based film. Yes, it's a movie that tells the faith story of Pastor Greg Laurie after meeting this hippie preacher named Lonnie Frisbee. And what's cool is it's kind of all true. It was set in the 60s and 70s during the Jesus movement. And I'm telling you, Rock, you would absolutely love the soundtrack. It's really 
probably good. <laughs> Your dad raised you on that stuff. <laughs> what did you like about the movie? I liked that the movie's about a guy searching for identity and inclusion and truth. And even though it's set in the 70s, man, it's exactly what people are looking for today. And the answer is Jesus. It's the same then as it is now. And I also really liked that it didn't paint a perfect picture of the church either. Really? Yeah, like it showed men's egos kind of getting in the way of God, and it showed the intolerance of people inside of faith. But it also showed that despite that, if we just get out of the way, revival is possible. So what did you not like about the movie? That I wasn't in it. Uh, like that bothered me a little bit. I got to tell you, the Irwins, uh, they cast Kelsey Grammer and he's great. They got Jesus from The Chosen. I mean, that's a great get, but they could have had me for a whole lot less. But in the end, man, I really thought it was a great movie. Well, if you want to check it out and hopefully enjoy it as much as Wally did, it opens in theaters on February 22nd. Uplifting Way FM. This is The Rock Report with Betty Rock. In the Christian music world, Four King and Country are one of the most known and well-loved acts. But that can't be said for outside of the music genre, uh, but that could be changing soon. So for King and Country, we'll be making a starring role on country music's popular network, CMT, with their show, CMT Crossroads. If you have no idea what that show is, it's it's a show that brings two musical acts together. One is a country music artist the other is from a different genre so this most recent episode will of course feature for king and country and country music artist jimmy allen they'll be taking turns singing each other's songs that's cool now i had no idea how this even came to be i did a little bit of research on it it turns out that uh, joel and luke from for king and country and jimmy allen the country star they were friends before they made it big they've oh, known I each other for 14 years wow. and while they were trying to get their start in the music industry uh you know you get rejection all the time sure. and so they would meet up at this local cafe and they would like cheer each other on and encourage each other oh that's cool so now they've made it now they're both on cmt and we've got a sneak peek at what to expect from this episode it's set to air on the 28th but this is all three of them singing jimmy allen's country hit if freedom was a highway i wish i could go back to those days where the town was the whole world That's fascinating to hear for King and Country with a little twang, because uh, they have Australian accents that you don't hear like totally in their music, but Mm-mm. they've always stayed in their own lane. Mm-hmm. So to hear them in, in a different genre, it's fascinating. Well, to and me. it's going to get them more attention as Absolutely. well, because a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of country music loving fans out there, and so they'll find out about For King and Country, want to look more into their music, and then maybe who knows what could come from them. And then For King and Country does a Christian country album, and uh, that'll be amazing. Wow. Uh, Chris Tomlin did one. Did you know that? Oh, that's right. He, he did, did all those collabs with country artists, and it was good there's a there's a song we're still playing from it it's really good yeah. so who knows where it goes but mm-hmm. i just like that people will be exposed to forking and country exactly that might not have ever heard of them before and that's awesome so nicely done rock that's going to do it for your rock report 
uplifting way fm this is the wally show one of the most popular segments we do is called snap judgment this is where betty rock prepares a snap or a snippet of a song in a hook we play it we give our opinion see if our opinion changes between the snippet and the hook and then you get to weigh in as well and a lot of times the song that wins snap judgment you, you'll find it enter the rotation here at way fm so you could actually help an artist get their song played which is kind of cool so with all of that said betty rock what is the name of the first song this first one is called jesus can simple like as that word, yeah i like two word titles that yeah. say something so here we go let's see what the hook and the snap says everybody's got that hurt they wish that never happened everybody's got that pain they wish they could undo oh and though that's Alexander <laughs> Hamilton's. Yes, what? that's way different than a lot of the other stuff. And I like kind of the off rhythm yeah. thing. Because as someone who is always off rhythm, okay. uh, I like that. I respond to that. So I am emphatically in to see where that goes. I hope I'm not disappointed. Mm. hope I'm not let down. Please don't, whoever did that, don't <laughs> let me down. So I'm in. Betty Rock. I feel like he's trying a bit too hard. No. Oh, she's out. So no. I'm out. She's out. Gavin, you referenced Hamilton. Oh, he crushed it for okay. me. They, I'm so excited for whatever he puts out after this. I, I hope it sticks a little bit closer to, I hope it doesn't turn into some like hymnal worship song. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Here's what'll happen. It's, it's unique. It, here's what's going to happen. There's, it's going to be big and there'll be a choir. If yeah. that happens, I'm going to be so disappointed. Should we, should we agree now we'll be out if yeah, they uh, Yes. If it turns okay. into a big anthemic right. choir thing, I'm out. Then I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is the hook for Jesus Can. Who turns a broken dream into a life-free Who can turn your worst defeat into your victory? Who saw me where I was and led me where I stand? All right, well, I guess I got to be out. Yeah. I mean, it's not super, super choiry, but... Yeah, okay. I just... I liked the yeah. I liked, I liked where it was the going. snap so much more. Now it will be interesting <laughs> to hear in the course of the song, like it, in its entirety, does it work well coming out of the one and uh-huh. into the other? But I really liked the verse. I, I thought the verse was pretty dope, actually. Oh, so I like uh, the chorus. Of course you do. So okay. I'm in. So Betty Rock is in. Gavin is out, and I am out. So we actually just had a complete role reversal there on that one. Crazy. So all right, that's song number one. Maybe you're with Betty, and you're like, I love that. That's my worship jam. All right, you can uh, vote for that here in a minute, but we got to hear the second song uh, next, and we'll do that in 10 here on The Wally Show with Snap Judgment. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, a little Snap Judgment, where we talk honestly about the songs that we are putting up for selection here at Way FM, because you don't have to like every song. Music is subjective, and it's okay to be honest about it. So what we do is we put two songs up. Betty Rock cuts a little snippet or a snap, we listen to that, and then we make a judgment, and then we play the hook and see if our opinion changed. On the first song, our opinions did change, and, and Gavin and I were on one side, Betty on the other, and we all swapped when the hook happened. And so now we are up to the second song, song number two, Betty Rock. What's it called? Joy in the Morning. Okay, here we go. This is the snap. Oh, you gotta keep believing, even in the middle of the unknown. Okay, uh, based on the snap, Betty Rock, you in or out? Out. Out. Okay, Betty Rock is out. Uh, I'm going to be out on the snap, too. I have a feeling this is going to go somewhere good, but mm-hmm. that, from that little bit, I'm like, meh, okay, pedestrian. So that's me. <laughs> not, not like we could do any better, but yeah, yes. totally. I'm, a little, I'm being very dismissive <laughs> right now and judgy. I get it, but that's what this is. Gavin? I'm going to join you guys in the meh zone. Oh, in everybody terms of out. just like it, it could 100% go that way, and I think that's the point of the snap is that you're like, it's just a snip. So like give it another breath 
But for now, I'm like, meh. Sometimes meh leads to greatness. Exactly. Because there's, the, there's <laughs> this the, whole room. It's Your very... life is a perfect example. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, right. you're still in the meh. Thank you category. for calling me great. <laughs> no, you're still in the meh category. <laughs> okay, all right. Here we go. This is the hook for Joy in the Morning. There will be joy. Got some soaring vocal there. All right. So Betty Rock, who was unashamedly out on the uh, hook of yeah. the snap. Where are you at now? I'm in. Oh, you are in. That was okay. some power, like, voice. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. The voice is beautiful. Uh, Gavin, you were out on the snap? I was actually out uh, on the chorus yeah. until he... I actually didn't appreciate the part. If it's not good, then he's not... Like, I like... Okay. No, no. If it's not good, then he's not good. Yeah. I, like whatever. I like that he broke up the <laughs> okay. the hook a little bit more. So you're in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the vibe of that. It, it, it took a minute for me. I think what I like most about it is Joy in the Morning, the concept lyrically. I think that that's something that people need that reset every day, yeah. and they need that reminder every day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good. And I and I'm I'm a sucker for that last little run at the end. Uh, <laughs> that guy can sing, and we yeah. don't tell you who it is because we don't want you to uh, you know be influenced anyway. But now here's where the power gets to go to your head. Here are the two songs. Okay, one more time. We'll give you each hook. You get to decide which song uh, we're going to play now and which song might make it into the rotation here at Way FM. Uh, song number one is uh, Jesus Can. Who turns a broken dream into a And song number two, Joy in the Morning. So there you go. Kind of in the same vein, but definitely two different takes. And so you get to make the decision right now. 855-33-WAY-FM for Snap Judgment. It's 855 855- 3-3 Way FM will take your opinion and your judgment now. Who turns a broken dream into a life Who can turn your worst defeat into your victory? There will be joy in the morning. There will be joy in the morning. Uplifting Way this is the Wally Show. Chaz, welcome to Snap Judgment. You've heard both of the songs up for contention here, and you just have to tell us which song you are picking and why. I'm picking the joy in the morning because you're right, Wally. We need more joy in the morning. We need to get up and thank the Lord for the day that he has given us because it's his gift to us. That is a good point. Like, I was praying this morning on my way in, and I've, I've extended my list of people to pray for and stuff. And I started praying, and I was like, you know what, Lord, before I get into the the list of things I need to tell you, the litany, I'm like, you know what, let me just be thankful for a minute. 
and thankful for this day and thankful for the people in my life and, and being reminded that there is joy. So I love it. Uh, Betty Rock, who is this song? Joy in the Morning is done by Torrin Wells. Yes, it is. Yes, Torrin Wells. Now, yeah. who did he pass on the song uh, Jesus Can? That's Austin French. Okay. All right. So Austin French oh, well, good not art. getting his kids' braces today. Thanks to Chaz. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chaz. <laughs> All right. So, Chaz, uh, we appreciate you helping us out today. And we are uh, going to be playing the song that you picked, Joy in the Morning, on Snap Judgment by Torin Wells. Awesome. Well, praise God. Thank you, guys. Everything happens for a reason, but you don't know what you don't know. And you'll never have peace if you don't let go of tomorrow. Cause it ain't even fake till your plan falls apart, but you still choose to follow. If it doesn't make sense right now, it will when it's over. Oh, what's this? An email? For me? Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. If you ever want to email us with anything that's on your mind, please feel free. Uh, we love having you weigh in on things about the show. This one was from somebody the other day. Apparently, I made a mistake. Uh, on I know, Gavin. Like, Thank you for that face. Ow. Gavin looked like, oh my gosh, my hero has fallen. And Betty was like, yep. Yeah, it checks out. Yes, yeah, so t- two very different viewpoints of me. <laughs> uh, but Gavin, you'll be uh, sad because I was talking about when I first started in radio. I was doing sports radio, yeah, and I was the non-sports guy in sports radio. That was why I was hired. Oh, right. And then a girl had to step in and help you <laughs> yeah, and like give you the, the down low on how the game works. Yeah. And so apparently, though, as I was talking about this, like I'm like, yeah, I, I remember uh, having uh, Jack Youngblood on the show, and I had said that he uh, was a hockey player, and I was like, and I got into a, an altercation with him, uh, which oh. was so stupid. Turns out he's not even a hockey player. <laughs> so uh, again, I still don't know anything. Once again, checks out. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, it says, hey, Wally, this is from Dean. Uh, hey, Wally, uh, the sports radio station thing, I have to correct you again. Uh, <laughs> you were in Orlando back then. Yes, I was. Uh, Jack Youngblood lived in the area. His son played soccer on my older, my oldest son's uh, soccer team, which was cool. And then he sent me a, uh, a, a picture of, it was basically a trading card. And unless Jack Youngblood is uh, just being funny and wearing a football outfit instead of his hockey outfit, he was a uh, football player. Ah, he was. Yeah, but so. in, in your defense, I'd say Youngblood sounds like it could be a good hockey name. It does, no, doesn't it? No. I think I think there was a hockey movie called Youngblood. Here I am See, stepping out okay, again. Okay, now you're just giving people more reason to correct you. Look it up, Gavin. I think there's a hockey movie that has Youngblood in the title. Look it up, and I think it starred Rob Lowe. Come on, look you're, it up! You're so right. Yes! Yes! See, I got something right. Yay, sports! All right! So he knows sports through movies, yes. not the actual sport yes. itself. Yes! I know that Rudy played for Notre Dame. I got that right. That's right. Yeah, see, I, yeah, sports and movies are the only way I know anything about sports. So uh, there you go. I am vindicated. Are we supposed to slow yeah, clap? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to slow clap that oh, out. Okay. I did all right. Oh. All right, so uh, thank you, Flyboy Dean, for sending that to us. And if you ever want to email me, it's just wally at wayfm.com. 
Well, that's the end, but it doesn't have to be. Check out our Aftercast. It's new stuff you didn't hear in the podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes as well as connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search Wally Show. And be sure to join our exclusive potty Facebook group. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. And thanks to Colorado Christian University Online and United Faith Mortgage for supporting what we do.